This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Greetings, this is Harry. I represent the Reformed Church of Hastings, being one of the Reformed Churches of New Zealand. Our place of worship is 1234 Howard Street, Parkvale. You're most welcome to join us in worship every Sunday at 10am and also at 4.30pm. Do join us. And there were shepherds keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be of great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth and peace to those whom his favor rests. As the angel said, this is good news that will be for all the people Now, this is the good news that we bring to you today. The good news of Jesus Christ. He is the eternal Son of God, and this should prompt a response from me, from you, from New Zealand and from around the world. A response of adoration, a response of honor and praise to Him. Praise to Jesus Christ. Greetings again in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, Who is Jesus Christ? What is Jesus Christ? Well, you may well ask. Now, in the very first verse in the Bible, there we read, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, then if we go to the New Testament, in the the Gospel of John, chapter 1, There, the Apostle John is describing Jesus Christ and why he came. We read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word being Jesus Christ. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Jesus Christ, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. 
there came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. That was John the Baptist. But he was not the light, but he came to testify about the light which is Jesus Christ. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received them, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now the Apostle John wrote his gospel so that we might know Jesus, and knowing him, that we might believe in him. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your one and only Saviour? Well, to believe in the Lord Jesus, we have to know him. Now, introductions to books are very important. Some people read the first few paragraphs or the first few pages of a book, and if it doesn't grab them, they give up reading. A good introduction must get your attention and make you want to keep reading so that you can find out more. The Apostle John begins his book with an extended introduction describing who Jesus Christ is and why he came. We know of God, the Father. We know about the Holy Spirit. But who is Jesus Christ? Where does he fit in? How can he be God too? Well, to the world, Jesus Christ has become a swear word, sadly, a blasphemous term. If only men knew the truth. And I would like to explain to you who Jesus Christ truly is. So from now on, you cannot deny it. Before God, you will have no excuse. John, the writer, begins with a profound and powerful statement about Jesus Christ as the eternal Son of God. He refers to him as the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, this verse has three statements. It's one of the the great foundation stones of our belief about Jesus Christ. John wrote three phrases, each of which makes a distinct and important statement about the Son of God. He is eternal, he is a person, and he is God. In his introduction, John takes us back to the very beginning of the Bible in the opening verse of Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, John wants us to know that in the beginning was the Word. Jesus Christ was there at the beginning, and even before the beginning. He was there before anything was made or created. Before anything else existed, the Word, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was there. He existed as the second person of the Trinity. He was and is the eternal Son of God. He had no origin or cause. Rather, he was the origin and the cause of everything else. He had no beginning. Rather, all things have their beginning in him. He was not created. Rather, he was the one who created all things, according to God's word, the Bible. 
You know, we find it hard to think of God as having always been there and that he was there before the creation of the angels, before the fall of Satan, before the creation of the world. And yet this is what the Bible teaches us about the triune God, that he, that he is eternal and has always existed. Listen to Jesus as he prays to the Father in John 17. He prays, And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the creation of the world. And also in the closing chapter of in the Bible in Revelation, there we hear Jesus Christ declaring, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. So John wrote, And the word was with God. There are two truths expressed in this short phrase. The first is that Jesus is a person distinct from the Father. John distinguishes two persons here, God the Father and God the Son. Now, it is impossible to consider the full divinity of Jesus without considering the Trinity, that is, the three in one. We believe from the Scriptures that there is one God in three persons. This is and always will be a mystery to us. The second truth we learn from this phrase is that Jesus is a person in fellowship with the Father. John wrote, And the Word was with God, and they lived together in a very close relationship, in fellowship with each other. This too, you know, is a mystery of the Trinity, the mystery of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit being in such a close and intimate relationship with each other so that they know each other through and through. They are constantly sharing each other's company in a perfect and unbroken union. They are united together in knowledge, love, purpose, and direction. And during his ministry on earth, Jesus Christ often spoke about his fellowship and union with the Father. John also wrote, And the Word was God. Now, this has been hotly debated phrase in the history of the church. Now, not everyone accepts that Jesus Christ is fully and eternally God. The Jews in Jesus' day did not accept his claim to be God and regarded this as the greatest sin. They, they called Jesus Christ a blasphemer. They screamed and yelled for him to be crucified, and they put him to death for his claim. They nailed him to a cross. I'm sure that you've heard about that. And God intended that he die for our sins. This is what gives all believers hope for eternal life. Now, in the early 4th century AD, a man named Arius began to teach that Jesus was not fully God, nor was he eternal. The ideas of Arius took a firm hold on people's minds, and for a while it seemed as though they would win over the whole church. It is just as important for us to remember and believe this truth, the truth about the Trinity. Now, there are churches today who have the same view as Arius, they will say that Jesus is a God, but they do not agree that he is the eternal Son of God, and they won't accept that he is equal to God the Father. Jesus has all the divine attributes and characteristics of God the Father. He is a distinct person, but all that the Father has, the Son has. 
John introduces his gospel with these fundamental truths about Jesus because they are the foundation of everything else that he wrote. In fact, they are the foundation of the whole Bible. He wanted those reading this book to get interested in his account of the life of Jesus and to keep on reading. He wrote all this down so that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name. Do you believe? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus Christ as your one and only Saviour?
is a spirit and no one has seen him or can see him. But Jesus, the Son of God, came into this world to make the Father known, to teach us about him, to explain to us all what we need to know about God the Father. We will never know all there is to know about God the Father. He is God and he is incomprehensible. If we could know him fully, then we too would be gods. But that is not so. We know from the Bible that Jesus Christ left heaven and came into this world as a man. He took on flesh. He came so that we can be God's redeemed people. And we remember this at at Christmas, which is just around the corner. This is an awesome truth, and so we often pass over it without thinking about it carefully. This Jesus Christ, fully divine, all-powerful, the Lord of heaven and earth, left the glory of heaven to come down into this world of sin. This Jesus Christ, the eternal Son of God, who made the world came down to this earth to save us from the punishment that we deserve because of our rebellion and our sins. He came and visited us, God coming to us as a baby. How humbling to eventually be a sacrifice for sin, for our rebellious ways, for a lost generation of mankind. While he was here, he was ignored, misunderstood, rejected and abused. He was arrested, falsely accused, beaten, spat on, flogged and then crucified. But he was the Son of God. He was God himself. He was perfect, without sin, holy and pure. So, now you've heard the truth about Jesus Christ. What next? Ignore it. Carry on as normal. You cannot. 2,023 years ago, the Lord God Almighty intervened. Through Jesus Christ, he brought hope to a sinful, tragic world. Today, he has intervened in your life. You've heard the truth about Jesus, and the truth will set you free. So, what must you do? Well, call The call of the gospel is to repent and believe. Repent from your former way of life and turn from that life and look to the Lord Jesus Christ as your one and only Savior. Seek forgiveness. Seek a clear conscience. Seek a new life. Worship him. Draw near to him so you can be saved. Come in repentance and faith. And I would encourage you to seek out a Bible-preaching, Bible-believing church community in your area. Let us take a moment in prayer. Our Father in heaven, as we come before you in prayer, we want to exalt you for who you are, great and awesome. Lord, we cannot fathom your ways nor your thoughts. For you are God and we are only part of your creation. Forgive us, Lord, not only for our sins, but for trying to hide them from you and blaming others for them and trying to justify our sins. What can we do? Where can we go except to you for forgiveness and for a peace beyond understanding? May your Holy Spirit open our eyes to see how we are trying to escape from you. May you grant us strength and courage to change, to follow your ways, to follow your word, that we may acknowledge you as our Savior, our Lord and our King. 
We pray that you will deliver our New Zealand out of this slippery, moralistic downhill slide. Lord, we pray for peace in the Middle East. We pray, Lord, that there will be peace in Europe. Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Only in the name of Jesus Christ do we pray this. Amen and amen. Well, I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. If you wish to comment, uh, give, please give us a call. Our number is 87 Now, in Colossians, in the New Testament, chapter 1, there we learn a little bit more about Jesus Christ. As we read, He, that is Jesus Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by Him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. And He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that He Himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile all things to Himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. Well, what can we say about these amazing claims? What can we say about God's amazing grace, the love that our Lord God Almighty has bestowed upon a sinful generation of people like ourselves, and in order to gather his flock back to himself. So, what is your only comfort in life and in death? Well, I'd encourage you to look to the Lord Jesus Christ and praise God from whom all blessings flow.
This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, a community access media station. Thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.